Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe, along with Aaron. We have no Jeff today. No Jeff. No Jeff. No I Jeff. think he's seeing Santa today, though. <clears throat> yeah, he's up in the North Pole, right? Yep. yep. But we do have Todd. Todd, hey. what's up, man? Hey, it's Todd. <laughs> A.K.A. Johnny Bang Bang. See? There we go. <laughs> Johnny Bang Bang. We got Johnny Bang Bang here. Uh, That's a topic for another day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we don't want we don't want the misses listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get put on restrictions again. That's right. So since since Jeff's not here and it's kind of a little special episode, I am letting go of the reins today of picking a topic, and I am giving it to Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron said, "To heck with this." Yeah, putting me on the spot. Um, one of the things I've dealt with in this past week is uh, trying to learn to stay in my own lane. Ooh. <clears throat> trying to stay in your own lane i know this person that's hard to that do with person. the corvette bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah no actually it's pretty easy that's funny but um you you watch people go through struggles and uh they get upset with somebody else and somebody else is uh pissed off at them and um you know it's, it's hard just to stand back and not get involved either emotionally or you get involved verbally and, and it stirs up those emotions whether it be the 10th step axiom or what have you but um, staying in your own lane, trusting God, working with your sponsor, these are the basics. But uh, the more meetings we come to, the more excitement that we get caught up in, the drama that we get caught up in, uh, staying in your own lane. By the time I talk about staying in my own lane, I've already drifted out of it, <laughs> <laughs> which I've done several times this past week. And what happens is it steals my uh, spiritual joy. Uh, it gets me focused on things I shouldn't be focused on other people's lives that I shouldn't be focused on instead of just doing the next right thing and staying on my path and, and reaping the rewards and helping somebody else, taking my personal inventory and trusting God. But, uh, you know, when you get to know a lot of people and a lot of the personalities and some people you like, some people you don't, and they get engaged with somebody, you know, and, in, in a conversation, <laughs> not not in a marital thing. Oh, that's funny. But when they get engaged in a conversation. <laughs> but sometimes in a marital. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. We do that quite often here. That's funny. But, um, you know, the conflict that arises, instead of standing down and staying in my own lane, you know, I may engage or, or say something or have a uh, some kind of input that could have probably been left unsaid. So do you guys have any of those experiences in the past? <laughs> Listen, I'll never forget. There's this one woman I, I still stick pretty close to. Um, and she always called it staying in your own hula hoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, that, that was a big thing, especially, you know, when I first got sober, because I had no sense of direction, like no sense of I was all balls to the wall, you know, and in everyone's business but my own. So, you know, staying in my own hula hoop, but then, you know, as as I've gotten a little bit more sober, it I found that like you said, Todd, it gets harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you learn, you know, people's you learn people more. Yeah, mannerisms. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, because I was gonna say character defense. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> 
but you know it's and you want you want to put your hands in the pot so bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know at least I do as an alcoholic. Like it's just so tempting. But again, like you know, I'm taught to show up, do the next right thing, and doing the next right thing isn't putting my hands in your pot. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then also what I've realized is when you do get when you do edge out of your own hula hoop, what happens is you can tend to uh, create a lot of chaos. Like yeah. like I know I did when I was out drinking, you know? Uh, it wasn't chaos. pretty. <laughs> a lot of chaos. That's right. You can do it in sobriety. Who knew? Oh, absolutely. What do you got to say, Doug? No, I mean, you see it all the time, you know, the the, people, the chaos and the drama and this. I, I stay out of that shit. You're actually good at it. No, yeah. I really, really do. I, the, I, I do not get involved in other people's, Matter of fact, I go th- I go sometimes to great lengths mm-hmm. to not be involved in other people's drama yeah. and stuff like that. I, I can't stand it. To me, it's a total waste of time, energy, and effort, and I just, uh, I, I really don't do it. Todd, how do we get on Joe's level? I don't know. Something's broken inside of him. <laughs> no, but I was like, I was, I was like that before. I, you know, I, I've been like that my whole life. Yeah, like, he's you know great I mean? at keeping a secret. You tell him something, don't tell anybody, and it's 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 done. It's it's done. But you know, I heard some information, and and it was so so gripping that I had to share it with one person to cut it in half, and it was still lingering. So I shared it with one other person. And by the time I've shared it with two people, you know, I've actually shared it with 10 because they've told two people because it was that right. important to cut in half. Right. <laughs> and then when it comes back at you, like, yeah, but I'm actually the victim because I got this information that was so powerful. I had to. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It to yeah. And Joe doesn't have that in his DNA. Makeup. No, I don't like, you know, the perfect example is the first time I ever met Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I uh, I met Todd through a mutual, you know, uh friend i guess you know what i mean and um i was no i was living at this halfway house and it was getting late at night you know what i mean and i you know the todd didn't live too far away Mm -hmm. and um i was over at his house or whatever and um you know i was you know i met you nice enough guy you know what i mean got along and everything like that but it was time for me to go to go back home you know and so i i started walking home and this person called me he's like hey you know todd can give you a ride i said i said i said i don't know that you know what I mean? I don't know him like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was some choice. It was some choice words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, ain't I, getting said, I don't know that dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said to myself at that point, we're going to be business partners one day. That's right. But no, I just the, the only reason I even mentioned that was just because Todd's here. But yeah, that yeah. that's like a perfect example of yeah. like I, I just don't get myself involved in other people's whatever. Like I, I just I, I just don't do that. You save yourself a lot of chaos from that. But why? Like I don't understand why people get so wrapped up in other people's stuff because let me tell you you know especially in aa facilities or na Mm -hmm. facilities and stuff like that there's a lot of nutcases that come around here you know and i'm I'm not trying to say i'm not a nutcase either but you're right but i'm just saying like (laughs) the shit you see around here (laughs) and it's like why why do people get so wrapped up and involved in other people's stuff 
It, well, it's easy. like a part of the disease, though. Like, I mean, or maybe it's is a it, different disease altogether. Is that what it is? Is it like an addiction to the drama? When I get, yeah, when I get yeah. really I juicy stuff, it's like, just like Todd just said. You can't help yourself. You can't help yeah, yeah. Oh, look yeah. at this. I'm excited to just talk about it. You, you know are what I mean? excited. If you could see Erin right yeah, now, she's over here like a, like I, a kid on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am really good at keeping secrets, though, you know, because that, that's one thing, because I remember... One time when I was still out there, you know, I told somebody, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember the effect that it had on me that they didn't keep the secret. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. You know, just the effect, like, wow, like I told you something that was very important to me. Right. Confidential. And you let it out. And so I'll never forget that. And so I am very good at keeping secrets, but... You know, when I hear Todd talk about Joe and it's real juicy, I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. Yeah. That's funny. No, I just, you know, look, I I, I have a, a pretty peaceful life. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have like little kids and stuff like that. Right. And it causes a, enough, enough. That right there causes enough drama for me. You know, yeah, yeah, dealing yeah. with, you know, little girls. But <laughs> yeah, idle hands are the devil's workshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, and I have idle hands. But right. no, seriously, like I, I have a, I have a pretty, I have a pretty good life and it's pretty peaceful and stuff. And I, I just, I don't find it necessary to get it all twisted in different directions dealing with other people's crap man well and don't don't get don't get me wrong like since i've gotten sober i've realized the and, and I, i'm a, i'm a big advocate of like learn from other people's mistakes so you know as i'm newly sober and i come in here and like joe said you can look around and see it and i saw how much destruction that kind of behavior was causing and i learned very quickly to try my best not to participate. So I've gotten very good at not participating. But again, like, like Todd said, man, it's, it's something, it still clicks in me. Like, ooh, I want to say something. It doesn't mean I always do yeah, because today I have that choice. Another, another tie-in topic is self-righteous anger. When we feel we've been done wrong, I've been done wrong, and I get mad and angry, um, it almost makes me feel really alive. Well, I mean... <laughs> You really oh, this feel guy. Oh, man, I, this don't, guy. I don't know that feeling. He's sicker than both of wow. us. Wow. I, know. wow. <laughs> I just found out a few years ago I was a low bottom drunk. I didn't know. He, he, <laughs> he lives but when for you're this sort adrenaline of thing. Yeah. starts running. And, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is it. And, and, you know, when I'm trying to seek justice, a character like me trying to seek justice and some <laughs> wrong that's been done to me, yeah, I feel alive. And that, that gossip and the, that, being excited that some some crazy thing has happened to somebody, it makes me feel so grateful that it didn't happen to me, and, and it gets that, that adrenaline going. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Look, all right. So when you when you see someone else's piss poor behavior coming out, oh, and, yeah, and all yeah. the sort of uh, consequences of that and stuff like that, mm-hmm. quite honestly, what input are you going to possibly give to like correct that on their part? Oh, well, chances are I've already None, been, right? I've been involved in that. I, I'm grateful that I'm not in that spot. But if it ties into a sponsee, or, and that's where a lot of this comes from, sponsees getting involved with other people. And by the time you hear the story, the story's been there. Oh, right? yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So then you're, you're, you you want to be defensive against the sponsee. But then again, they had every opportunity to share that with you. Sure. You could have hedged the bet. You could have shared my wisdom or my experience in it and kept them from going further down the bunny hole. 
But now that they, they weren't honest with me, they went down to Bunny Hole. Now I want to do damage control. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. but are you even, but the thing is, are you even well doing said. that? No. No, that's, I don't think you are. I like, think, you're I trying to do damage control, but yeah. the damage has already been done, probably. Yeah. And it's, right. yeah, I don't it, think there's any input you're going to get yeah, that's going to magically not correct control, it. It's F me, F you. <laughs> I go to zero to 60 quick. Yeah. Well, it's not damage control. It's you like being caught up in that. I do. Like you said, do, it makes yeah. you feel alive. I'm 59 <laughs> years old, and it takes a lot to make me feel alive. And, and that just happens to be one of those buttons, you know? I guess. It is. So, so let's, on the flip side Well, I of guess that, you might as well just start your own Jerry Springer show and make money off of oh, it. Hey, it was a missed opportunity. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, and now he's, he's become a judge on some show. I'm Has like, he really? Like, how in the world would you stand in front of Judge Jerry Springer? Uh, I have no idea. And play your case out. So, so on the flip side of that, Ty, what are you doing to? What's the solution to your issue today? Trust God. Let the whirling dervishes whirl. And I'm glad I've said that statement. The whirling dervishes. Um, I hear people talk about that like the lesser people. And uh, I sit next to this engineer that has uh, a great uh, knowledge of things, and I asked him what it was. He went on to explain it to me and asked me to Google it as well. And I believe it was a religion, and uh, uh, Arabic religion, that um, the whirling dervishes were the hierarchy of uh, this religion. And when they did this special dance, they would whirl. And all the other people that were under them would look at them in great amazement and say, look at the whirling dervishes whirl. It was a compliment to these great people that could do this dance that were picked. Huh. by the hierarchy. But this other person says, he, he makes a statement. He says, yeah, I let the whirling dervishes whirl. But the joke is that he's one of the whirling dervishes. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, there you go. Inside. There you go. <laughs> Haven't had this experience Only God of comes up with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. So, so the, the trick is, is to let people be themselves. And what I do to get out of that is trust God, trust the process. And I can't learn a lesson I'd like to tell you that I could learn a lesson from watching somebody else do it. But where I came from, when somebody got knocked off on the street corner, I would say to myself, I know what they did wrong. I could do it better. And then again, I would get knocked off the street corner. So I didn't learn my lesson. I wouldn't learn my lesson until it cost me something dearly, until I experienced it. And unfortunately, that's something we got to let our sponsees do. We give them suggestions. And if they don't follow it and they find themselves in hardship, then we can have that conversation that, well, you were suggested not to go down that rabbit hole, but you did, and these are the consequences. And when I have a sponsor that does that, I don't fire them. <laughs> right. I don't take them from my table. Right. Uh, because it's not my table. That's a whole your different pre- topic, Todd. Your, that's your, a whole different topic. Your presence is no longer, longer required. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your seat has been filled. That's right. Your seat has yeah. been filled. Yeah. But, all the pieces fit. I get it. Some people need that direction, and, and just, you know, it's by the grace of God and God's uh, mercy that we get to even be on this podcast, quite honestly. That's true. So that means the moral of the story is Todd gets to wake up in the morning and, and sing that song. What is it? Uh, anything you can do, I, I can, can do better. better. <laughs> That's right. That's different from my number one hit. <laughs> I got a bad case that don't want to do shit. I got a right. <laughs> I have to remember that one. Yeah, I can't no, wait for the remix stuff. 2.0. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hmm. Wow. I digress. <laughs> so staying in your own, you know, the other thing I was <clears throat> thinking about staying in your own lane, though, too, 
especially with the chaos and the drama. Mm-hmm. What if you're really like spiritually fit on the inside and at peace? Mm-hmm. I don't think you want the chaos and the drama. Oh, when I'm spirit- I'm not trying to say people that get involved in that no, are no, no, not no. spiritually fit. I'm but, just saying for myself. Like, when I, but I, I get that, and that was I like the way you spirituality. That. When I'm really spiritually fit, I'm at ease with myself and my God and others. And that's what AA is. Uh, it's about my walk with God and others. So when I'm really spiritually fit and I see this drama and chaos, I'm simply a spectator. Exactly. Simply I'm, a spectator. Because I'm guilty of it. When I, and I notice this self. When I'm, when I'm really like on edge and I'm mm. kind of like, you know, not very spiritual and stuff like that, I'll start my own drama. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll call the start of the pot. Well no. <clears throat> well, no, especially like at home, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah like with, I can like relate with, there. Yeah, with like the wife and stuff like that. Like, I'll just say something kind of, you know, and it's just, you know. And as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're like, ooh, that's going to piss Oh, off. no, I know. <laughs> but it's, you know, like you know, slamming doors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You get, I mean, I just, you know, so. I can relate to that, Joe. Yeah, exactly. But we, no, we but we put it, our own foot in our own mouth, right? But that ties in. <laughs> Familiar. But that, but that ties into my that ties into my spiritual condition. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, it's like uh, what is it? Angry, hungry, hungry angry, angry, lonely, lonely tired. tired. My yeah. sponsor just right. said that to me yeah. like ten minutes ago. And when you're like that, I guess you kind of seek that stuff out, whether you're creating it yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. or whether you're getting involved in it. And where nobody you wants see to it. fight with himself. I want a sparring partner. Yeah. Right. Right. So. I don't know. Stay, yeah. Staying in your own lane. There you go. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, we're about out of time here. We appreciate it. Uh, we're keeping it a little bit short today because we got stuff we got to do. That's and right. Call Sparkles Pressure, Washington, 654 <laughs> Sparkles. Yeah, Todd, Todd's my business partner, and um, it's kind of funny because the name of the company is Sparkles Pressure, Washington. Mm-hmm. And every once in a you know, homeowners, will, you know, I'll, I'll show up to somebody's okay. house, and they'll be like, They'll be like, they'll, they kind of look at me and they're like, sparkles. It's they're like, nice you don't man. really fit like a sparkles kind of, you know, whatever. Like, how, how did that? I just throw my hands up in the air. I said, listen, my business partner came up with that name. Mm-hmm. You know, if you met him, you'd probably understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it, that's it. And, you know, you know, most of it has to do with the 1980s and cocaine. It was 1980 and, and I was there minding my own business at a nudie club. Right. And they called Sparkles to center stage. And this big buxom blonde with the body glitter, and that was her nickname, Sparkles. That's right. I had a conversation with her, and I told her about my world vision. I said, one day I'm going to name a business after you. That's right. And look, all my dreams come true. That's and it. yours can too, if you follow the 12 steps of AA. Isn't this funny? As he's dead serious. I never you never heard story. that? It's oh, no. Great. <clears throat> He's dead I serious. I love you guys so much. What I wonder do? what happened to Miss Sparkles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's well, 59 uh, and on Social Security disability. Uh, I'm sure Bad she's knees. somewhere. I wonder if that old white man ever named a company after me. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. It happened. Aaron, it's great. We'll be we'll be doing we'll be doing a house somewhere, and the homeowners will ask us that stuff, and we tell them they start laughing just yeah, like yeah. you are. They're the like, wives not so much. Yeah, they <laughs> just get it. Oh, they just start laughing. They're just like, wow, ni- 1980s cocaine and strippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I got arrested dressed like Don Johnson one time. <laughs> DUI is nothing. There's nothing. All right. Well, we're definitely out of time right now before this gets any worse. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Take care.